Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to 30-Minute Thrive, your go-to podcast for anything and everything HR, powered by MRA, the Management Association. Looking to stay on top of the ever-changing world of HR? MRA has got you covered. We'll be the first to tell you what's hot and what's not. I'm your host, Sophie Bowler, and we are so glad you're here. Now, it's time to thrive. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of 30 Minute Thrive. Today, I'm joined with Lisa Pook. She's our Director of Organizational Development here at MRA, and it's just a pleasure to work with. So I'm really glad you're here today, Lisa. But Lisa's focus is really helping members build an organizational culture that helps engage employees while also achieving business success. Whether it's working on talent management strategies or change management, facilitating work groups to improve teamwork, coaching individuals, and everything you can think of. Lisa really focuses on all of those. So thank you for joining us today and talking about culture today. Well, I'm delighted to be here with you, and you are just a delight to work with as well. Thank you, Lisa. Well, before we get started, we'd like to really kick off the episode with a couple fun questions. So I think the first thing we can talk about is about books. So is there a book that you're currently reading or have just read that you would recommend to our listeners today? Sure. My book club that I belong to this month's book is uh, The Red Tent by Anita Diamant, which is an older book, but, um, but it's it's interesting. It's a kind of historical fiction mm-hmm. um, taking place in biblical times. So yeah. that's it's just kind of interesting. And it just focuses a lot on um, relationships between women, I think, is a is yeah. one of the things that I took out of the book. So I really enjoyed it. Okay, well, that's a good recommendation. I'll have to check it out. Yep. And then the other question we have for you is a this or that question. Okay. So this morning, I mean, walking to my car, it was a little cold out, and I'm still a little chilly today. So our this or that today is winter or summer? What kind of person are you? Oh, summer. You are? Yeah, but maybe like later summer toward fall. I like mm-hmm. that time. That's a good answer. Yeah. It's like where it's not too hot and you're kind of transitioning. Right. I'm not That's like a 90s, te- 90s kind of temperature. That's too hot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. So. Thanks for answering that. Sure. But all right, well, let's dive right into our topic for today, and that's culture. So my first question for you is, what impact does leadership have on company culture? It's a huge impact because mm-hmm. leadership of the organization, I think, first of all, is the group that articulates what the values are of the organization, Absolutely. which drives that culture. Um, so they're articulating it. They're also in the position that their behaviors, they have to model the behaviors, and their behaviors are very visible. Others with Haitian. The words that they use are really important and have an impact on how that culture is sustained through the organization. Um, And I think it's also really important that leaders are giving a consistent message. So you're hearing the same thing, you're seeing the same thing, you're observing those values throughout that leadership. And I think it's just important to note that culture just stretches so much more than just your leadership team. Right. They are the ones giving the examples Mm -hmm. you want to, they're leading by example, mm-hmm. but it comes down to so, so much more than leadership. So do you have any advice for leaders to just around culture in general? Um, I think it's really, really important for leaders to be very closely tuned in with the people that they're leading. So whatever, whatever level you are in the organization, Absolutely. I think leaders need to make a point of 
asking questions and listening and really paying attention to what their employees are telling them mm-hmm. or maybe not telling them. Absolutely. Yeah, so we're, we're hearing more about the employee value proposition, mm-hmm. the EVP. Can you talk a little bit more about what this means? Yeah, so when we're talking about employee value proposition, it's really the, um, it, it's what the employee gets from the employer for mm-hmm. being an employee, right? So culture, I think, is a part of it, a piece of mm-hmm. the, the value proposition. It's probably an important piece of it, but it's not everything that um, the employee is getting from the employer. Um, I think it makes sense to pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. And it certainly is something that can um, help um, new employees, you know, make the decision that they want to come and work at your company or not. Mm -hmm. So I'm not too familiar Mm -hmm. with what exactly employee value proposition Mm -hmm. means. So how would you explain it to someone who doesn't really know what that phrase means? Yeah, so it's it's kind of the what the company is saying to the employee that says this is what you're going to get okay. by working here. And so um, I've heard it described also as um, externally it's the company brand. Okay. You know, that's the external message. Right. But the internal message is the EVP or the employee value proposition. And that really... Um, smart companies are listening, asking and listening to their employees. So it's really something that um, is created based upon what employees are telling them is important to them. Okay, gotcha. Thanks for clarifying. Sure. So another issue we're hearing about is quiet quitting. It's Mm -hmm. kind of been the buzzword for a while now. So how is this really impacting culture in the workplace? Well, you know, I think um, that the idea of quiet quitting is, is wrapped up with employee engagement, right. right? And so that whole, people started talking about quiet quitting as kind of this way that people are doing just enough. Right. They're doing their job, but they're not necessarily volunteering for above and beyond or going the next step or maybe not even um, looking at, you know, how can I be more creative or innovative or things like that. So, you know, if we take a look at employee engagement, we say engagement is maximizing the time and your effort for the the company using that time and that discretionary time and effort towards your company right Mm -hmm. so if now we're saying that people aren't necessarily looking at that and just doing what's required of them um i think that now has an impact on the cultural overall because again culture is the stuff that you're observing the look the feel um, how we do things around here. So it probably has an impact like that. I think ultimately, though, I was reading a couple of, of articles, um, you know, that was ta- that were talking about quiet quitting. Yeah. And what one of the articles said, in essence, you know, quiet quitting, that whole label, mm-hmm. might be more of a thing that management has labeled. This author kind of suggested it's kind of a cop-out to say, you know, my team isn't working well because they're quiet quitting. And I think a manager needs to say, my team is not working well together. What do I need to do about that? Um, So I think it's kind of a, you know, it's maybe an interesting thing to explore, Mm -hmm. um, but I don't um, know that we, you know, necessarily are capturing all the things that's that's important with it. That's some good advice. I feel like I've seen that word and that Mm -hmm. phrase like so much, even over social media and articles, like you said. 
it's like what really is this and why is it happening well and i don't think employees say i'm quiet quitting it's mm-hmm. employees managers saying don't know what you're doing we're going to call it quiet quitting right you know again that goes back to this whole idea of we know that the biggest driver of employee engagement is that relationship between the supervisor and the employee right employee who says my supervisor knows me and cares about me mm-hmm. that's going to engage me more yes. um and that has a piece of the overall culture of the organization. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's definitely something like maybe we'll start getting more comfortable with or learning more about, mm-hmm. like you said. But so culture in the work environment, mm-hmm. how can we enhance the workplace that contributes to a positive culture? So you're talking about work environment, like just the physical work environment, right? Right. Things mm-hmm. that are, you know, and I think um, it's nice to have to come to a place that's comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. And it's nice to move into a new building, perhaps, or you know, have new have it remodeled. And you know, I think that sends a message to employees. We right. care about the environment that we're in. We want you to feel stimulated, or we mm-hmm. want you to feel good about where you're coming. So I think that you know has a that has a big impact on it. It's that that visual. Absolutely. Um, you know, that, that makes us feel like, hey, it's a comfortable place yeah. to be working. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know there's there's the um, examples of the companies that, you know, have the ping pong tables and, and things like that. I mean, I guess for some people that appeals to them and that's part of, you know, something that's going to be fun or energizing or whatever for employees. So I think that ha- it has an impact on it. I don't know that there's one, you know, that you say across the board, this is what an environment needs to look like. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and going off of that, Lisa, about how you said the ping pong tables, and I think even just speaking for MRA, we have a very open work environment. Mm-hmm. We've got some cafes, and that just helps the open work environment, helps with collaborating with team members, and um, kind of drives the point that culture is more than having ping pong tables. Right. right. I don't know if you have anything to add on to that, but well, I think that's just a good point. It's not culture isn't isn't you know um, just having some activity place or mm-hmm. having the um, you know the free lunches or all of those kinds of physical things. Those are nice, and mm-hmm. it certainly makes people can make people feel really good about working in that. But culture is much more um, sophisticated than that. It's not just things. Absolutely. And as we see more companies kind of transitioning to a remote environment, a virtual environment, how does that come into play with culture and, you know, not having people physically in the office and yeah, how would that affect culture? Yeah, I think, I think um, companies are feeling the effects of that and trying to figure out um, what, they, what they want to do or how they maintain some of those values. I think it's hard um, with remote workers um, and remote remote relationships are hard, right? Yep, exactly. So culture, a lot of culture depends on those interactions that we have with others, whether mm-hmm. they're coworkers or you know colleagues in a different department or with my manager or with senior leadership. All of those interactions and mm-hmm. relationships are important. So when you have people who when you've got people working in areas where um, it's harder to make those casual interactions, mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta figure out ways to to make those happen. Now, Absolutely. you know, we've got companies all over the place that have multiple sites, right? Yeah. And so there are people who 
technically work remotely from each other mm-hmm. all the time. And that right. works, mm-hmm. you know, that works. But I think when you're talking about teamwork, we probably have to put a little more effort into yeah. structuring some of those remote interactions, particularly when people are completely remote, where there's For no sure. opportunity to get together. Yeah. I did a capstone project on remote work and coworker relationships, mm-hmm. peer relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's what I found was that it's, it's not like you have to force the conversations remotely, but it's you have to put in more effort on maybe we don't talk about work 100% of the time right. around the call. Maybe I try to get to know this person and maybe we do a group activity where it's a game or something where you might need to put in a little more effort, but it'll it'll be worth it. Right. I and I think I think that's what teams are finding that you do have to put a little structure around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the you know the the opportunity to just talk about stuff. Yeah. So and it, and it can be awkward when we've got six people on a screen and I right. want to talk to you, Sophie, but you know everybody else is in the room too. So mm-hmm. I've also had examples of um, you know some managers will even do use the breakout rooms, you mm-hmm. know, so that you can have a little bit of more one-on-one or yeah. you know a couple people. To, to communicate that way and then coming back to the whole group, mm-hmm. doing the round robin, you know, the question, like I loved your this or that question yeah. or, you know, yeah. the book question, just some of that type of stuff to get people to share. I think mm-hmm. that's important. Absolutely. And kind of going off of that, technology is playing a big role in this mm-hmm. as well. So how can technology help with creating a culture, helping with company culture? Yeah. Well, I think technology can make things efficient for us. Yeah, right? absolutely. So in terms of um, culture and efficiency, you know, helping me do my job mm-hmm. better and more easily um, mm-hmm. is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think the other thing is, you know, maybe this goes along with that, the whole environment. When, it's, when, it, when we see that our company is investing in things that make our work better, mm-hmm that says something about what the company values. Absolutely, yeah. completely agree with that. So the next question revolves around measuring culture, which mm-hmm. I know sounds like maybe that's not doable in measuring employee experience. So what can you comment about that? I, I struggle with that mm-hmm. because some of our members come and say we wanna do, uh, we wanna measure culture. And uh, I think uh, culture, it, it, you, you need to know what questions you're asking. What right. do you want to know, which isn't necessarily measuring the culture. I don't know that you can actually do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think we can observe the culture and we can ask questions and we can listen and we can go to our employees and ask them what makes it a good or not so good place to work and act on those. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's the, the qualitative way of measuring culture, right? right. When we take that information and, and do something with it. Um, I think if you want to do surveys of employees, then what you need to ask is what is it that we want to know? Right. And I don't think you can survey people um with kind of broad culture questions. I think you've got to be thinking about it. So if it's employee engagement, if mm-hmm. it's satisfaction, we can measure those things. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's something around uh, diversity and employees' perceptions of diversity and inclusion initiatives in the organization, we can measure that. We can mm-hmm. ask those types of questions. 
Um, so I think organizations that are looking at their culture and want to have sort of some sort of measurement on it need to really look inside and decide what what their questions are. Absolutely. I think it's harder to survey culture, like you said. And a statement I've heard is um, culture is something an organization has versus or culture is something an organization is. And I agree with the culture is something an organization is mm-hmm. statement. So I think that just statement kind of says that it's more, it's a natural thing. It's not mm-hmm. something you can really force upon people. You can't just have a culture. It's the people, other things that you have mentioned make up a culture. And I think you can influence it. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely you can influence it. Right. I mean, it goes back to your leadership question. Mm-hmm. That's where, um, you know, that's a real strong force. Right. And management employer employee relationships is a strong way of influencing culture. And mm-hmm. we all know examples of cult- bad cultures, right? right. And mm-hmm. we can go back and say, well, what influenced that? Right. You know, mm-hmm. was it relationships? Was it all sorts of, of things that forced us to that negative yep, culture. Um, but I think you're right. It, 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 you can't take it in, um, in, in exclusion of everything else, right? right? It's mm-hmm. very, you got to look at the whole system. Right. And once you start messing or, or tweaking parts mm-hmm. of it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to shift everybody else yeah. too. It's a, big, it's a bigger thing than most people right. think. Right. Culture right. influences everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So as we just kind of wrap up our time for today, do you have any lasting thoughts to share with our listeners today? Sure. <laughs> it's a hard question. No, I think, I think if we are really concerned about the culture of our organization, then leaders in our organization need to listen to employees. Mm-hmm. And I think employees on that end need to constructively and clearly give feedback about what's working and what's not working. Absolutely. Um, I think good conversations mm-hmm. give you a lot of information about where the culture is, the current state of it, mm-hmm. and if things need to change, that's where you're going to get your information as well. Mm-hmm. That's some great advice. So thank you, Lisa. But thank you again for joining us today mm-hmm. and speaking on the workplace culture topic. Um, it's something that really makes a business unique and it affects all aspects of business too. So happy to have heard your input and your advice on this, but make sure to connect with Lisa. We have linked her email as well as her LinkedIn profile in the show notes, along with some resources. So if you'd like to continue the conversation or ask her any questions, I'm sure she'd be happy to connect. Um, but other than that, make sure to leave a comment or review if you liked the episode and found it beneficial. Next week, we will be discussing the non-traditional candidate in recruiting, so you won't want to miss that. But other than that, thank you again, Lisa. It was a pleasure talking to you, and we will see you guys next week. And that wraps up our content for this episode. Be sure to reference the show notes where you can sign up to connect for more podcast updates. Check out other MRA episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And as always, make sure to follow MRA's 30-Minute Thrive so you don't miss out. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next Wednesday to carry on the HR conversation.